I am tired. I am fatigued. You know, I've had a lot of fun this last, like, I don't know, like, how long has the pandemic been going on? Like, almost a year now, you know. I had some issues in April of last year and things of that nature that I needed to get, you know, that I needed to get settled and things of that nature. But overall, like, I kind of, you know, I kind of came back and I had almost a full year of podcasting and I pride myself on, like, not taking breaks and not, like, you know, and not, like, having prolonged periods of time, especially now, like, when I had... Like when it, when I had had when I was in April or in April of last year, where I had some issues and things of that nature, like I had to take time off, and now I'm back, so I appreciate the time, yours and mine. Thank you so much for tuning in to Twenty Fours Podcast. I appreciate like you know the time that I have to still do the podcast every single day, <clears throat> but kind of with doing the podcast every single day, there comes like this fatigue, like mental and physical. And it's like, really, weirdly, it was like both had happened yesterday and on Sunday as well, where I was just fatigued. I had worked out incredibly hard. I was screaming my head off on Sunday. And then I woke up on Monday, like, borderline sick. And then, like, I was kind of like, and I was like, I was kind of trying to find the energy to, like, you know, to podcast again. It was terrible. It was so weird. I've never, I don't think I've ever been like that mentally exhausted. Cause I've been physically exhausted. Like being physically exhausted for me, isn't like an issue, but when I become like mentally exhausted, it's like, all right, all right, time to listen. And then I kind of reflected on it and I was like, you know, I was like, well, I've been kind of podcasting for almost a year straight. So I deserve a break. So I took one yesterday. I apologize so much. I don't like to just disappear without, you know, without giving you proper warning. But that's why I disappeared without proper warning for like a day. As I light my candle. So, yeah, I just needed a break. Um, oddly enough, this is Kobe Bryant's, uh, the, the one-year anniversary of his passing. This is also around the time where I was, ironically enough, Maybe not ironically enough, but interestingly enough, I was incredibly sick for like two weeks. I again, like I if you ever want to see just like how much I gut stuff out, go back to last year when I was like completely sick and I lost my voice and I'd like phlegm and I had to go to the hospital and it, it was bad. Go back a year. Listen to some of those podcasts around this time. It was wretched. But you know, whenever I kind of like felt the way that I felt yesterday and a little bit of today, I was like, all right, time to take a break. So that's kind of why, <clears throat> that's why I, I, I had to take a break. I apologize. Once again, my fault, my bad. But, um, you know, I, I kind of want to preface this as well. I'm, I'm going to have like a full week off. Um, it's not like, I'm not going to surprise you. Like, it's not going to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking the week off Bye. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be the Monday after the Super Bowl to the Monday the week after the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take essentially a week off and I'm going to be back um, 
the week after the Super Bowl. There's not going to be any wrap-up. There's not going to be, I'm just going to take a week off to refresh my mind and stuff like that. And then I'll be back in like a week and one day. And then we'll get started with like basketball. I'm watching the Hawks versus the Clippers. I have not watched a lot of basketball this year, to be honest with you. But I will get going on basketball and stuff like that. We'll get going on basketball. I'm not really like comfortable that much with talking about basketball on the podcast because I just... I've been so engrossed for like the last two years with watching basketball. Jesus Christ, Trey Young. Just like shot, just shot a deep three from like half court as the Clippers right now are down 101 to 90 to the Hawks. Yikes. Regardless, um, I'll be back tomorrow to have like a video game podcast. And then we'll, we'll talk, we'll like... It's, it's going to be a loose week. We don't have any football. The Super Bowl isn't for, you know, another two weeks. And we're not going to watch the Pro Bowl. It's on Madden. It's Madden, apparently. Whatever that means. Uh, means that it probably is going to suck. So, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. When it comes to, uh, to the podcast and some of the stuff coming up very, very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Take a look around, ladies and gentlemen. God, hold on, pause music. Why am I so, why am I so unenergetic? Hey, 24, get your act up. Get it going. Let's get the, hold, hold on. I can't, I can't even play that song. I can't, I can't. Jesus Christ, that was so bad. I was like, this is, I was, I was so monotoned about it. I was so like ah melancholy about it. I was like, this is 24's podcast. I was gonna play that song. I'm I'm changing the play. I'm changing the intro. Hey, 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 what's an audible call? Hey, Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Here we go. Turn it up. Turn it back down. Ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast. There we go. Best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We're starting to get back into it. Get forgive me. I apologize. Football. Pro Bowl. Nope, not Pro Bowl. Pause the music. 24, get your act together. Not Pro Bowl. Senior Bowl. Unpause the music. Divisional. Not divisional. Again, hey, 24, wake up. You're starting to get me sick, 24. Wake up! I didn't say unpause the music. Unpause the music. Senior Bowl. Super Bowl. A lot of BS that happened this weekend. Tuesday is recap day. I apologize for not being here Monday. Tuesday, recap day. 24th podcast. Made us out. Great one here today. So, I always have a problem opening up the show. I always do. My bad. Let me kind of give you some uh, some thoughts here about Aaron Rodgers. A lot has been said. A lot has been talked about with Rodgers. 
I have a bunch of clips here to play for you today. Let me just let me just play all of the people that had predicted that Aaron Rodgers was going to beat Tom Brady this weekend. Hold on. Here, here, here's one clip. And so for all those reasons, <laughs> Wilds, like I do think the Packers yeah. are going to win, but I also think that this is it, you are not. We're going to let it play on. Ladies and gentlemen, here is another Aaron one. Aaron Rodgers, and he's phenomenal, and he's great, whatever. But it's a new day. And Patrick Mahomes is that dude, and that is it. And I am saying, that is not it. Patrick Mahomes is the reigning defending Super Bowl champion. But Aaron Rodgers said, y'all must have forgot. Here I come. And he has come. And he has come. <laughs> Here's another one. Just listen to him. Just listen to all this. Listen to this. Listen to it. Right now, which way are you going to go? Can Brady pull off uh -oh. the upset? <laughs> Better stay consistent. You know what that means. I can't explain. I can't explain. Oh, yeah. I've been saying the Bucks. Bucks go to the Super Bowl. Bucks are, even when they lost to the Saints. Not once, but twice. Especially after they got smacked down 38-3. I was reticent about it, but I think And here's another one. I think this is Colin Calvert. This is absolutely fantastic stuff. Let's listen up. Let's listen to what Colin has to say. In fact, hey, can we turn whoever's talking the loudest down? Turn them all down. Jesus Christ. Shut up. Here's another one. Here's Colin talking about how the Bucks are going to lose to the Packers. Now, Aaron's got his best rushing offense. I think they have the better offensive line. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, is very rare. You get all the upside with 11 total giveaways this season. That includes the playoffs. They just don't give you opportunities. Hey, can we uh, can we cut can we cut them all off? Just cut them all off. I'm sick of these people. Cut them all off. Just get them all. Just, just hate. Just cut them all. Cut them all. Get them all out. You know, the media has had an absolute field day this week. Absolute field day. No, not this week, excuse me. Last week, they had an absolute field day. They were like, you know what? Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady, hey, get Tom Brady up, get him out. That's what they said. Old man, old man alert. Bring out the rocking chair in the wheelchair. Green Bay's going to destroy him. The whole concept was ridiculous to me. I was like... Aaron Rodgers is not beating Tom Brady. He couldn't beat him last year. He lost to him badly this year. And then I was preparing for, for the podcast Monday, right? I was, I was getting ready to go. I was getting ready to go. And then I saw this. I saw this and I was like, I got to play this on the podcast. Here's, here's Stephen A. Smith on a nationally syndicated broadcast TV show talking about how Aaron Rodgers should want out of Green Bay. In play in Green Bay. No. Turn it up. If I was him, I'd, I'd, I'd want out. It's not going to happen. Yeah. We understand that. Um, but, you know, I'm very serious when I say this, Dan. I'm not joking around by any stretch of the imagination. I think he should want out. I don't think he should want to be there. I think from the time yeah. that they drafted Jordan Love uh, and put this succession plan right in front of their face, we walked into this season believing that Aaron Rodgers had a few years left. A few years. And yet we looked at him and we saw that the Green Bay Packers clearly made a statement that we were moving in a different, we were moving in a forward direction, and we were planning for life without you. Mm -hmm. I all right, mute him. All right. That's all I'm going to give him. That's all the time I'm going to give him. 
Here's the thing, right? I absolutely agree. The Jordan Love and even the A.J. Dillon pick were terrible picks for the Green Bay Packers because they already had Aaron Jones and also because they had Aaron Rodgers. It's like you could have gotten Chase Claypool. You could have gotten uh, 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 Michael Pittman Jr. You, you could have gotten K.J. Hamler. There, or not a K.J. Hamler. Uh, uh, Hamler. What, the Broncos wide receiver. There's a lot of people that you could have gotten on top of getting a tight end and potentially Cole Commit. Think about it like this. Green Bay had the chance to both get not Cole Commit because he was drafted by the Bears, but you probably could have gotten, no, not even, nope. Could you have gotten Michael? He Michael Pittman Jr. was drafted at the top of the second round, but if you if you drafted him in the first, and then potentially if you draft, you could have you could have had Michael Pittman Jr. or Chase Claypool. Obviously, you would have preferred to have Chase Claypool. Could have had a lot of weapons. Could have had a lot of people. But instead, what they did and who they is the Green Bay Packers is they got Jordan Love and AJ Dillon. And all right, that's not acceptable. But do you want to know what they figured it out? They said, you know what we're gonna do. We're going to figure out how to put, not put Aaron Rodgers in a good place, but we're going to fire his head coach last year in Mike McCarthy, two years ago, actually, Mike McCarthy. We're going to give him defensive free agents and give him a top tier defensive team, defensive unit. We're going to give him pass rushers. We're going to give him a defense that gives him turnovers. And then we're just going to play football. Let me take a swig of my lemonade. My voice is still semi-sore. <clears throat> so they gave they gave Aaron Rodgers all of these weapons, all of these all of these, you know, players, all of the like they gave him so much. Granted, he had to put up with so much. But when you look at that game on Sunday, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay, when you look at that game once again, and I've watched that game probably two do- two times, <clears throat> to be honest with you, since the game. So I've watched it like a total of three. I want to watch it one more time because, boy, do I like Aaron Rodgers losing football games. As a matter of fact, let me. Just, I'm watching the Hawks versus the, uh, the Clippers just ended. So now what I'm going to do is, is uh, I'm just going to press a couple of buttons on my remote. Where is the game? I have it saved. I'm going to press a couple of buttons on my remote and we're going to watch <clears throat> and we're going to watch it again. Cuz I love Aaron Rodgers beatdowns. I love them. I love them. And we're going to watch that game again. Actually, I'm going to watch it. You're going to listen to me talk about other stuff. But as I rewatched that game, as I watched it live and was screaming my head off because Tom Brady was giving it nine different ways to Aaron Rodgers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Shaq Barrett. Woo, Shaq Barrett had a fantastic game, ladies and gentlemen. And all those great football plays and players, they had an amazing game. And then I, I get on Monday, and I even talked about it. I was like, it's going to be on the defense. It's going to be on... You know, everybody else but Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be the guy, the reason why they lost, etc., 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 etc. And then what happens straight away, Monday, even to be honest with you, the day of, everybody was blaming it on the defense. But everybody then forgot, oh, wait, 
the Green Bay Packers defense had three turnovers in the second half. Three of which being interceptions by Tom Brady. See, everybody just wants to, you know, brush that aside, forget that. Forget that Aaron Rodgers had multiple chances to win this football game on Sunday. And nobody is asking the right questions. If I were to look up his passer rating right now, what do you think I would find? I talked about it on Sunday if you didn't get a chance to tune in. I said, ladies and gentlemen, listen, the numbers aren't going to reflect how badly Aaron Rodgers played. Aaron Rodgers did not play well enough to win that football game as as evident by his numbers. 68% completion percentage, significantly above average. 346 yards, great day. Three touchdowns to one interception, you'll take that in a Davarance. 101.6 passer rating, ladies and gentlemen, that is elite. He had a fantastic day on Sunday. But what did I say on Sunday? I said his numbers aren't going to reflect how bad he truly played, especially, ironically enough, in the second half. Because in the second half, that's where the majority of the the points came from for the Green Bay Packers. Everybody wants to talk about guys padding their numbers, but Aaron Rodgers on Sunday padded his numbers. The game was a blowout. It was a three-score blowout, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't close. It wasn't close at all. And when I tuned in on Monday, I was like, man, oh man. Like people are just going to create excuses for Rodgers because last week they were saying potentially Aaron Rodgers is going to be the GOAT and how apparently if Aaron Rodgers beats Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, he's back in the GOAT conversation, which is a joke. It's a big joke. It's a gigantic joke. But people were saying that all last week, and I was like, I can't wait to give you your soft-served humble pie. I can't wait. It's bacon. It's been bacon in the oven. I got it right here. I dished it out on Monday. People didn't want to eat it, so I smashed it in their face. I said, here's your fucking humble pie. Eat it. They still haven't, ladies and gentlemen. But we're not going to worry about them. We're just going to worry about us because I can't worry about these people. It's not my job to correct them. I just do it because it's fun. That was probably the best championship run that Aaron Rodgers potentially could have had in his entire NFL career, ladies and gentlemen. I just want you to know that. He's getting older The talent around him is getting younger, except Tom Brady. He's getting older. Best team probably that he's ever had in a very long time. Everybody was like, give him a top five defense. Give him a top five defense. See what he does with a top five defense. And then they gave him a top five defense, and then he lost in the championship game. And so now what's going to happen is that Aaron Rodgers probably, you'll never see him probably, to be honest with you, probably never will see him play in another Super Bowl. I'm not even joking about that. You'll probably never see him play in another Super Bowl. Here's the reason why. Dak Prescott's coming down the pipeline and so is Kyler Murray. And to be honest with you, Dak Prescott's football team is better built to destroy the Green Bay Packers than any other team in the NFC 
And then if the Saints can find another quarterback with that defense, they can also take down Rodgers. And then Tampa Bay is at least going to be semi-relevant for the next year because they're playing in the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady has no intention of retiring after this season. He talked about it for almost five to six, maybe seven to eight years. He talked about how he wanted to play until he's 45 years old. Next year is probably going to be Tom Brady's final season, which I will hopefully see every single game, depending on if I get all of his games. But we'll see. But with Tom Brady specifically, And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are going to be the thorn in Aaron Rodgers' side. And so I think will be the Dallas Cowboys, at least offensively. Hey, defense, can you actually get your act together and start playing better? And so will the Saints offensively and defensively. For a guy that's mobile, that likes to run around, Aaron Rodgers sure did get sacked a lot on Sunday. It's funny how everybody wants these mobile guys, these mobile quarterbacks, mobile, 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 mobile. And then it's like the guy who's the pocket passer sure didn't get sacked at all, did he? Did he? Got sacked one time. Guy who's a statuesque quarterback. Didn't get sacked as many times as Aaron Rodgers did. In fact, I may be wrong. Aaron Rodgers may have gotten sacked four times. Four times, ladies and gentlemen. And some people are going to mention Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari. Well, excuse me, none of you were mentioning Bakhtiari last week when Green Bay was playing up against the the Los Angeles Rams. Nobody was mentioning that. The Rams could barely even touch Aaron Rodgers, let alone sack him. Don't talk to me about David Bakhtiari being hurt. And I get Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones is an interior pass rusher. But they also had Leonard Floyd, who put a number on right uh, on Russell Wilson's right tackle. Don't talk to me about David Bakhtiari when Bakhtiari was a no factor against the Rams. I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of it. I was close to sick two days ago. Point of what I'm trying to say here. Aaron Rodgers has played in a weak conference, maybe not weak conference, competitive conference, where if he had had some form of domination and dominance in this conference, he should have been able to make multiple Super Bowls. But the fact of the matter is, is that in the span of time that Aaron Rodgers has gone to the Super Bowl, the Carolina Panthers have gone to the Super Bowl, the Atlanta Falcons have gone to the Super Bowl, the Seahawks twice have gone to the Super Bowl, the 49ers twice went to the Super Bowl. I'm missing like a couple of teams, but you get my point. There's been a lot of turnover in the NFC. Meanwhile, um, Tom Brady in the last, what is it, 10 years has gone to what, four or five? Four Super Bowls, I, I believe, maybe five. Four, four, however many, he's been at 10. So he's gone to like five Super Bowls this decade. He's won three. And he's now in his fifth Super Bowl this decade. And Aaron Rodgers has only been a one. Shout out to the greatest player of all time, talent-wise, who everybody keeps on saying, I could give a crap about talent. What do you actually do on the field? And I talked about it. I talked about it weeks ago. I was like, I have a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. 
I have a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers, but the audacity of people to say that he is somehow even close to the level of Tom Brady when Tom Brady has been absolute. Like, you talk about Aaron Rodgers down in New England, and you'll get absolute. You'll talk about him as the greatest talent of all time in New England. In Boston, you talk about him. Hey, Aaron Rodgers sure is the greatest talent of all time. Do you want to know what everybody in New England will say? Who the fuck cares? Brady has more Super Bowls. It's a national media talking point. It's the same thing where people were talking about, well, is, Peyton Ma- is it Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Is it Peyton Manning? I don't know which one is better. It's like, like the rivalry between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady is non-existent. Tom Brady destroyed Peyton Manning for almost... 15 years straight. Except for their final game together in the AFC Championship game where Peyton Manning won. But it was mostly because of his offense. Not his offense, but his defense. The narrative switched to Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers... No, he's not. Head-to-head, resume-wise, talent-wise, clap it up. Whew! He's got what Aaron Rodgers, such a great quarterback. Talent-wise, I could care less. When was the last time he went to the Super Bowl? Oh, wait, 10 years ago. When was the last time he won a Super Bowl? Oh, wait, 10 years ago. He goes to a lot of championship games, ladies and gentlemen. But championship games mean literally nothing when you can't win said championship games. And that's what he can't do when championship games. I've had it up to here with Aaron Rodgers. I've had it up to here with apologists of Aaron Rodgers. If you think Aaron Donald, or not Aaron Rodgers, oh my God, I keep getting the Aarons confused. If you think Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady or somehow because of his talent, he somehow can close the gap with Tom Brady, something is horribly wrong with you. Let me take a swig. my phone who's texting me hold on i gotta get rid of some of this spammy i keep getting magic spoon emails and i'm like i'm done eating magic spoon way too little uh not sugar way too little cereal for way too much money sorry about that anyways back to my aaron Rodgers rant aaron Rodgers on sunday had all the looks that he wanted. He had one of the one of the league's best running backs. He had one of the league's best wide receivers. And he couldn't get the job done. He could not get the job done. Aaron Rodgers on his team has multiple pro bowlers. There's no pro bowlers on Tampa Bay. None whatsoever, according to the fans of this year. Didn't even put in Tom Brady in the, in, in, in the Pro Bowl. MVP caliber player. No, no Pro Bowl, Tom Brady. Get out of here, you disgusting fans of Aaron Rodgers. Disgusting. Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. But Aaron Rodgers just got destroyed by the GOAT. On Sunday... Game wasn't, let me pull up the game. Let me talk to you about how many points they scored, especially and specifically in the third quarter. They scored 13, ladies and gentlemen. 13 of their 26 points, that's half, ladies and gentlemen. That's half 
of their entire points scored in one quarter, and then in the first quarter, they had zero. In the second quarter, they had 10, but at that point, it was 21 to 10, and I called the game right then and there. And then Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, had a quick possession, and then Green Bay went on to, to capitalize on Tom Brady's horrifying three-interception day and game in the third quarter, but beyond the third quarter, they essentially did nothing. Three points in the fourth for both teams, but it was more than enough for town, uh, for Tampa Bay to win the football game. I'm, I've had it. I have truly had it. They had every, they had Tom Brady dead to rights. They had him. They had him by the goal. They had him by the balls. They had him in a mouse trap. In a lion's trap, in a bear trap, Tom Brady couldn't chew his leg out of that one. Oh, wait, except he did. 31 to 26 is the final fucking score. And Aaron Rodgers, once again, has to eat his horrifying cheese in Green Bay. I'm disgusted with the national media. I hate all of them. I hate every single person that said on Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Monday of last week that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers were going to win when they had no shot in their home stadium. They had home field advantage. They had it. What's the excuse now? Let me take a swig. Couldn't beat Matt Ryan. Couldn't beat Matt Ryan in Atlanta. Five years ago. Couldn't beat San Francisco last year in San Fran. Really? San Francisco? I get it. Hellacious Pashwas had one of the best running back wide receiver combos in the entire NFL. Couldn't beat little brittle old Tom Brady. Untalented, unathletic, terrible combine. Looks like a baby giraffe running a 40. Couldn't beat his sorry behind. He's nobody. He's a joke. He's untalented. He doesn't have any athleticism, and he came in on his pirate ship, raised the flags, raised them, came to Lambeau, took the stadium, took Curly Lambeau's statue outside of Lambeau Field, took the stadium, took all that damn cheese, shredded it because he can, shredded the cheese outside Lambeau Stadium and in Green Bay, Wisconsin, then proceeded to take the, the NFC Championship game, the trophy, the stadium, the Lambeau Field Stadium, and the Carly Lambeau Field, Carly Lambeau statue outside of the stadium took all that mess back to Tampa Bay trying to secure a Lombardi trophy. Ironically enough, after the great and indomitable Vince Lombardi former Green Bay Packer head, head coach, one of the greatest head coaches of all time. How ironic is it? In Lambeau Stadium, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to potentially compete for the trophy that is named after Packers great Vince Lombardi. Isn't that ironic? Couldn't seem to get the job done. When it counts most. Couldn't seem to get his guys juiced up. Not like Tom Brady. Tom Brady said, hey guys, it's on me. I threw three interceptions this game. Don't worry. We're against Aaron Rodgers. And I talked about it at halftime. I, I was like, listen, Aaron Rodgers isn't known for his big comebacks. He really isn't. You get him in a chokehold. You get him in a python grip. He won't get out. 
Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest football players of all time. But sweet baby Jesus, is he or is he not overrated? Everybody keeps on. And let me let me preface this before you pop off. Let me preface this. Tom Brady, I'll get on to him in a little bit. Tom Brady, easily the greatest football player of all time. Some people are going to be like, well, he is an athletic. Let me put it to you like this. Everybody who keeps on saying he's not athletic and he's not as talented and blah, blah, blah. I, like, I could care less. He has the highest winning percentage essentially out of any football player of all time. He has the most Super Bowls. He has the most Super Bowl appearances out of any quarterback, which I think is like five. And then he has some of the best statistics of all time. He's about to surpass Drew Brees potentially next year in taking the all-time leader in touchdowns, yards, and probably uh, not completion percentage. I don't know who is the leader in completion percentage, but it's probably not going to be Tom Brady because it's hard. He has, like his completion percentage is set in stone already. point that I'm trying to make here specifically with Aaron Rodgers he's not the GOAT he's nowhere close he's not even the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life that goes to Patrick Mahomes never in my entire life have I seen a guy accurately throw a football without actually looking at his wide receiver I have never ever ever seen a quarterback throw with his off hand in an actual game he threw a pass he completed a pass it was kind of a push pass completed a pass to Tyreek Hill for a first down all of that was in his first year starting in the league the MVP year where they went to the AFC championship game and then lost to the New England Patriots and then that preceding year he had to retire the no look pass because he didn't throw a touchdown because he didn't look at Travis Kelsey and the ball was inaccurate He ought to retire the no-look pass. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest football players of all time. But he is on no, on any planet, he is not on Brady's level. And once again, Tom Brady showed it last night. Technically two nights ago because I'm late. The fact that people are still talking about how Green Bay, how Green Bay hadn't done enough when they had taken away the ball three times and had only given up three points in the fourth quarter when the game was well within Aaron Rodgers' reach is ridiculous. Literally all he had to do was do what he did in the fourth quarter or in the third quarter and that score touchdown. And instead... He only scored three points. And on three turnovers, guess how many points he scored? Only three. That's a point a turnover. Greatest of all time. One of the goat one of the goats, ladies and gentlemen. Can't beat a forty three year old man who comes to his own stadium. What a joke. What a joke. Shout out to everybody who talked about Aaron Rodgers and how great of a football player he is and how awesome he is and oh my god he's the next great football player I, I like I can't even I can't even and, and then I just constantly saw how many people were picking the game for the Packers I was like Jesus Christ man what an absolute laughing stock get it up get them get them all up I can't stand it oh my gosh I I just I just can't stand it
Hmm. Moving on. Hold on. Let me plug in my computer. mention this one this it's not necessarily funny it's just you know it's just something that i fixed so i've been having issues with this piece of crap flimsy adapter USB-C to hdmi or whatever it is i plug it into my computer so that way i can get a second monitor i've been using this for over a year it's from walmart i got it it's an iHome adapter it is destroyed. I'm using a new adapter. Used it. Loved it. I hated this iHome adapter. Let me throw it away. I'm sick of it. Let me get it out. Let me get it out. Can't stand it. Got a new adapter today. Walmart doesn't have US. They don't have the adapters. And I bought it from the exact Walmart that I went to today. They're like, we don't sell those. It's like, you don't sell those. Then the, and the guy, he had to open up the case that has all of the all of the Apple equipment in it. And I was like, you don't have the case? It's like, no, bro, we don't have the case. I'm like, how do you not have the case? How do you, you're Walmart, you're the same place that I bought it from. You should have had it in the case. They didn't have it in the case. I had to drive to Best Buy to get it. I was very annoyed. He's like, no, we don't got the case. I was like, okay, all right. I'm going to Best Buy. So we shouldn't ever have the uh, the black screen issues ever again. And you probably won't ever have me complain about it ever again until this one apparently goes out as well. It's also better when it comes to, you know, it staying in my laptop. The other one used to just like slide out constantly. This one kind of clicks into place way better, way better. So I probably won't ever have to complain about that ever again. <clears throat> I have a lot of, lot of things to talk about here today. I've got a great show continuing forward from here. I was watching, you know, you know I was, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I, like, I podcast. It's what I do. Me taking a day off is like, like, it's like, wow, oh my gosh, like 24 took a day off, really? Like, that's a big surprise. To everybody else, it's like, that's that's what they do. That's what they, they take days, they take weeks, they take months off. 24, I don't take months off. I'm going to take a week off. But that's literally after almost a year of nonstop podcasting, almost every single day of every single week. Hundreds of hours of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Not missing a beat, and I hit my candle and it extinguished it. The wax got all over the wick. Let me blaze up again. No, I don't need to blaze up. I'm just going to snuff it out. Sorry about that. But anyway, as I was saying, like, I was going on and I was trying to find some information from people who, you know, just some information, some podcasts, things of that nature from journalists because every journalist nowadays has a podcast. I was watching some podcasts and I was like, this person posted clips and stuff like that on the podcast. And I was like, you know, it's it's hard to find any information on some of these prospects and things of that nature. 
coming into the league. And I was on this person's, and I was trying to check out, I was trying to find podcast, and I was like, they're, they have uh, this, this, these journalists, they have like, you know, athletes running like four cone drills in the shuttles and stuff like that. I don't know if they're running 40s. I don't know how they're going to post any of this stuff. But I saw it and I have it and I was disappointed that they literally recorded and sent, not recorded. Yeah, they, they recorded like multiple podcasts with multiple different college athletes and they didn't put any of it out. I was very disappointed. <clears throat> that girl is 36 years old. No way. Sorry, I just saw this lady on my freaking feed. Or not even on my feed right now, but I saw, like, I'm watching, again, I'm watching the, the Hawks. I swapped back over to the Hawks versus the, um, the fucking, what are they called? The Hawks. Who are they playing? Hold on. Hold on. The Hawks. I'm, shit, like, oh my god, I'm such a fucking coomer. This girl is literally distracting me way too much. The Hawks versus the Clippers. There we go. I'm watching that game, right? And this girl just like pops up on my feed. And I'm like, who is that? And it's like Kelly Cruel. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I gotta fucking, I gotta get off of her Instagram. Cause I, fuck's sake, I'm so fucking mind of a five-year-old. My bad. Like, like I, if I see somebody who's hot, I have like, I can't rewind on my DVR. My DVR is messed up. Shout out to my cable company. If I see somebody who's hot, I then, it's like me doing a double take, right? I'm like, I do a double take. I'm like, oh my God, that's a hot woman. I got to look at her again. Cause I'm, I'm fucking five. Right. And then I'm like, all right, like I'm done. I'm out. All right. I'm like, who is that? She's 35 years old. She's 36. I thought she was in her mid to early 20s. I was like, who is this college girl on my television screen right now? She's 36 and she looks like she's 22 or like 21. Really? My mind is fucking blown. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Goodness gracious. Hold on. Is she? No, there's no fucking way she looks like that. That's the same girl that's on my television right now. See, this is how my mind works. And yes, I can do two things at once. Hold on. There's no way that she's 36 years old. How is that even possible? How? There's no way she's 36 years old. Hold on. I, I just, I, I don't fucking get it. I don't get, like, all of these sideline reporters, all of these, like, they're honeypotting me. They're honeypotting me. Because I'm watching the post-game show, right, with the sound off. So I can't fucking hear anything. I'm literally, but I'm, like, watching it for, like, I, I can't hear anything. And I'm watching to see if there's player interviews. They interviewed the Hawks head coach, of course. And it's like, dude, like, Oh, man. Goodness. I'm getting honeypotted way too much. It's working. It's working. 
Sorry about that. I accidentally moved my headphones and disaster struck. <clears throat> Anyways. What was I talking about? That's how bad Kelly Cruel just distracted me. That's how bad she distracted me. I literally lost my train of thought to such an extent. Oh, yeah, I was talking about prospects and... Was I? Oh, yeah, I was talking about prospects because I was referencing that I had seen, like, a couple of clips of a podcast of a journalist interviewing a bunch of players and how they were running the four-cone drill. And, like, if they don't have them running 40s, I don't understand why they're running four-cone drills. Holy crap. Something, like... <laughs> Something is really, really wrong with me. I kid you not, for like a hot second, I lost all center of balance. All of my, like, my center, my, my balance or whatever. I don't know what it's called. And I literally was like, I thought I was falling over as I was like, not falling over. I was like, that's, uh, that's not good. It's like, now do you understand like how, how badly I, like, I definitely need to take a break. Definitely. I'm podcasting. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So anyways, the NFL, they're not going to have any combines and stuff like that. So I need to, to try and find substitutes for the combine. Uh, I need to see players running 40s. I know that they're going to do pro days and pro days are more important. But I also like, I think it's dumb that the NFL isn't having a combine. Like I wish that they had just said, hey, um, have certain representatives at the, the stadium and things of that nature. And that's what we're going to do. And be like, there's safe ways to do it, in my opinion. But I also think that it's kind of dumb that teams can't also have their own combine days, you know, or that or conferences. Like, I, I I don't know. I think it's dumb not to have it. It puts teams at a disadvantage. And it's like, if it's on the if it's on the school's pro days, right? If the NFL isn't going to do it, why would the college? Excuse me. Why would the colleges do it? You know, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just saying like, I, I don't know. It seems like a lot more work when it like literally if the, again, if the NFL is like, we're not going to do a pro day or not a pro day, but like a combine, it's like, well, then why do all of these colleges have to do it? I, I don't understand it. Have, have colleges like. Have they confirmed that they're going to do college or not college, but like pro days? Have they confirmed it that they would? I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> Regardless, that's, that's kind of how it's going to go with colleges and pro days and things of that nature. Colleges, the one half pro days and, um, it is not colleges. The NFL wants colleges to do their own pro days and they're not going to have them whatever i don't care <clears throat> or i do care it's just like it's obnoxious that the nfl won't fucking do their own fucking pro day which is essentially the combine which would make things easier it would potentially not have all of these like if the nfl is worried about having a a, a big event then like <laughs> it's just oh god it's just so annoying it's like it's so hypocritical too it's like hold on a minute there's, if you're going to like, you're literally going to send all of your scouts, all of your coaches, like all of these people do these events in these other States where they could potentially contract the coronavirus instead of, for example, having one big event. Well, technically they could like, it's not, it's not a good, like, it's not good either way is what I'm trying to define. So you may as well do it one way and then just get it over with and be socially distanced and stuff like that. It's really annoying. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> to me at least. So, I kind of came across the story, and I have, um, it was yesterday, Monday, came across a story about a NFL draft prospect. It's He's actually one of my favorites. And um, I heard he had some immaturity issues, which the media is so spineless. God, I'm not. But I heard that this guy had some immaturity issues and I rolled my eyes and I saw that he was slipping out of the, you know, the top 10. And I was like, okay, let me do my own research as (laughs) the anti-vaxxers would say, do your own research. You'll find out that that vaccines make you autistic. So, but, um, (laughs) oh my God, that just got weird really, really quickly. But, um, you know, I did my own research <clears throat> and I looked up this article of him and I like I just typed in his name and I was like controversies and I was looking for controversies. And then I found this article talking about him. Now, I have to preface this by saying this. The NFL is all about winning football games. That's that's essentially what it is all about. A good team filled with bad people will still win against a bad team filled with good people. It's not about, you know, um, it's not about being the choir boys, the, the, uh, the, the, you know, the nice guys. It's, it's a tough, hard league that is built in the, it, it is the almost purest form of a meritocracy that we have on the planet. Whoever is the best rises to the top, which is why I love Tom Brady. Because he's the best, and he rose to the top. And he's still at the top. So, Micah Parsons will get drafted in the top 10 to top 20. He will not fall out of the second round, or not, not out of the second round, not out of the first round. Um, and if he does, he will surely be picked up in the second round, which I don't I don't think he'll fall that far. But I do think it's important for clarity's sake to get everything that he's done in the past out there in the air. If not for any other reason than to have a proper perspective and a proper context about who he is as a person and potentially who he could be as a player. And again, Micah Parsons was a guy that I was pining for for the Dallas Cowboys. I was like, I really want him on this football team. I really like him as a linebacker. And I really, really think, I think he's the best linebacker in this year's draft. And to be honest with you, if he'd probably played this year, he probably would have been the best defensive player this year coming out of college. But I am not childish. I am not immature. I am not naive. I recognize that a lot of the college football environment, both players, coaches, uh, it's a very dirty, swamp-like, marsh-like, swamp-ass-like environment. It's just dirty, vile, disgusting, and despicable. I get that. I understand it going in. I can still enjoy the sport. But I handshake that agreement. I say, hey, it's disgusting, it's vile, 
It's dirty, but it also is a lot of fun to watch. Here is the underbelly of the fun to watch aspect, and I think it's very important to not run away from it, but to recognize it, try to change it, instead of ignoring it and saying that he has immaturity problems. Shout out to all of the media that either doesn't do any research into this, that doesn't cover it, that doesn't, um, that doesn't acknowledge it. Great journalistic integrity by everybody out there. Love to see it. Love to see it. <clears throat> but again, this is not to cancel Micah Parsons. This is just to point out, hey, he's done some pretty fucked up shit in the past. And then the number one thing that everybody needs to be talking about is saying, hey, is this guy a changed person? Yes or no? Because that's the most important thing. Everybody needs a second chance. But I'm not just going to be like, you know, I'm going to like Dallas is known for having shitty people on their football team, like Randy Gregory, for example. Not Randy Gregory. Sorry. Randy Gregory is a good person. Greg Hardy, shitty person, bad dude. He's, he was on the football team. But you kind of have to acknowledge, like, this guy did fucked up shit in the past. Has he changed? I don't know. But he will get drafted. And to be honest with you, I was kind of like, as soon as I read the article, I was so disgusted with myself. I was like, do I want him to be a Dallas Cowboy? Right? Because I got emotional. I got in my feelings. I was like, I don't like anything of what I just read in this article at all. But do you want to know what I came to? I came to the same conclusion that everybody else came to. And this is the bitter, cold reality of the real world, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to wake up. The bitter, cold reality of the real world is that if you are a top-tier NFL player, a top-tier NFL talent, they will let you get away with murder. In some cases, literally. So I just want you to think about that. I want that to set in before people say, well, he shouldn't be drafted and blah, 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 blah. And I just want everybody to circle back and remember some of the players, especially in the Hall of Fame, that have, for a lack of a better term, a rap sheet. Even though Micah Parsons doesn't. And I should also mention this is allegations, but considering some of the context of some of this stuff, it doesn't seem like it's allegations. It seems like it's legitimate. Just allegations. It's, right now, it's allegations. It's not been proven in a court of law, so I have to say it's allegations. But it seems like the allegations are more likely than not pretty true. Let me drink my half and half lemonade. All right. So... <clears throat> Sorry about that. The TLDR, the long and the short of it is, Micah Parsons and a bunch of other players, one of them being and including Yitor Gross Matos, Yitor Gross Matos, however you say his last name, current Buffalo Bills defensive end. I think he was their first or second round draft pick last year, which is why I said be careful how you judge these players. Because one of them could be playing on your football team as well. And again, I'm not saying what he did was right. It was terribly wrong. But I'm just saying, 
there is a high level of tolerance for bad behavior in the NFL. And I'm like, again, if Micah Parsons can help the Dallas Cowboys win football games, draft him. If he can't, don't draft him. But it shouldn't be based off, but the Dallas Cowboys, once again, drafting Micah Parsons shouldn't be based on what he did here because everybody's doing it. It should be based on what he can do for you as a Cowboy. Sorry, it's how the real world works. Now again, the allegations in question. TLDR, Micah Parsons and a football player got into an altercation. Right? This is some... This is at some point, we'll read the full context, but I'm giving you the TLDRs just in case if you don't want to listen to the entirety of it. <clears throat> but Micah Parsons got into a fight with a football player at Penn State. What happened next was that, the, was that Micah Parsons had apparently was choking this guy out, right? He was choking him. Which, you know, if you've ever seen Micah Parsons, it's like, like he's, he could kill him, right? Micah Parsons is a big-ass dude choking out a corner, I think. So what the corner did was he brandished a knife against Micah Parsons. He said, I'm not dying today. You're going to have to fucking get cut if you want to kill me. And I'm dramatizing this a bit. This isn't actually, like, he didn't say that. It's just he brandished a knife. After, like, Parsons and him had, like, fought a little bit. Like, I think Micah had punched him in his face and the kid had, like, brandished a knife against him. So what happened next was that Micah Parsons was suspended via Penn State. And one of these fucking disgusting coaches, and again, the underbelly of college football, um, essentially, huge failing by the Penn State coaching staff. They're despicable. They're terrible. Uh, But again, it's college football. Anybody that says... Uh, college football grooms and molds young men. Fucking delusional. You don't get what's going on. But Parsons was suspended via a game, and that led to, I think, a three- to six-month hazing of this guy, uh, of this corner, where, and again, we'll cover the full thing, the full, <clears throat> the full, um, whole, like, article that I found, but, Parsons, it was Parsons, Barber, some another player, and Yeter Gross Matos. Uh, they did the following thing to um, the cornerback and another player, it looks like. They took their clothes and did not return to them, probably in the um, probably in like the locker room, so that way they would have to like walk out naked and stuff like that. Told them they attend they intended to make them their bitches, because this is a prison wrestled them down and simulating a humping action while on top of them, placed their penis in their faces while simulating ejaculation, and then placed their penis on and in their buttocks. Humphreys, this is one of the players, excuse me, that is um, kind of at the center of this. He's one of the victims of this, or alleged victims. Claims he was referred to as... This is Jerry in reference to former assistant coach Jerry Sandusky, who was convicted of child sex abuse. Barber, a 
Harrisburg resident who transferred to Austin Pay earlier this year has in court documents likened what happened to Humphreys as locker room horseplay. And Barber is one of the players being um, uh, uh, accused by Humphreys, who is um, one of the players who's at the core of the allegations. But let's give you the full context here. But, but, but. What's his full name? Isaiah Humphreys. This is kind of a little bit into the article. Humphreys, who transferred to the University of California after the 2018 season, so this is after the abuse had allegedly happened, says in the lawsuit that he has record evidence documenting that he was victimized by Parsons on March 26, 2018, in the Morgan Academic Center on campus. A little bit more context. This article was written in October. So, yeah, the media is cowards. I didn't hear about this article until very recently. I'm going to talk about it. Obviously, I have talked about it, but I'll give you some thoughts, and I kind of have given you my thoughts as well, and we'll kind of wrap this up after we, again, read the the full context of this article. He also claims to have evidence. This is Isaiah Humphreys. He also claims to have evidence of being victimized by Gross Matos. That is, once again, Yeter Gross Matos of the Buffalo Bills on February 18th, 2018 in the Beaver Hall room of a female student athlete and of another football player being hazed and harassed by Barber on March 29th, 2018 in Lash Building. His alleged June 14th, excuse me, 2018, 2018, excuse me, hazing by Barber and Lukita was heard by his father, Leonard, because it occurred while he was talking with him by the phone, by phone, the complaint states. The revised complaint also details what Humphreys contends was an action by coaches when he and his father told them he was being targeted by Barber, Parsons, Gross Matos, and Lukita. And again, you're, you're going to hear how... Uh, the majority of the head coaches had assistant, uh, not a, had assistant, excuse me, had essentially failed uh, Isaiah Humphreys, which is no surprise in college football because a lot of college football coaches are scumbags. He cites assistant coach Timothy Banks telling him in April 2018 to be ready in the classroom and the field the next day with no more drama. And again, this is apparently after the alleged um uh, March, uh, not March 16th, March 26th and 29th, apparently um, alleged abuse. The lawsuit claims that assistant coach Terry Smith, after being told about the hazing and threats from Lukita, responded by telling Humphreys he needed to stop acting as if he was affluent, refined, and sophisticated. The suit claims in June 2018 the alleged hazing twice was reported to Franklin, first by Humphreys' father and then by Humphreys. It also was reported to an assistant coach, the document states. The, that assistant, Dwight Galt, responded that boys will be boys. Great, great quote. And Humphreys should man up, the complaint says. Humphreys accuses Franklin and the coaching staff 
of retaliating against him for reporting the hazing by unfairly scrutinizing his athletic performance, requiring him to participate in drills with unequally matched opponents, denying him medical treatment for anxiety and narcolepsy, seeking his removal from the football program with a medical retirement option. For every um, person that wants to be like, well, you know, the coaches just wanted to make him better and they wanted to try and, you know, settle things on the field. They tried to have him retire from football via a medical retirement. They completely ignored his mental health issues by denying him medical treatment for anxiety and narcolepsy. I can't stand you people who tried to diminish somebody who is constantly being abused by the players, by the coaches, people who are supposed to be a brother, that it's supposed to be a brotherhood. You know, where's my dog tag? I got it when I was in ROTC. In ROTC, every single day before we we did PT, we always recited the warrior ethos. The warrior ethos, ethos, excuse me, I've recited it so many times that I don't even need the dog tag, but for effect, dramatic effect, I'll read it off to you. In fact, I don't need to read it. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I will never quit the warrior ethos. I knew I was forgetting one. I should have read it. But the fourth one, technically the third one that I just read, It's not technically the third one. It's the fourth one, but I got it mixed up. I will never leave a fallen comrade. It's all about brotherhood, camaraderie, togetherness, togetherness, selfless service, and self-sacrifice. But when it comes to one guy and the team needs to admit, hey, we're kind of shitheads. Hey, our system is kind of corrupt. Do you want to know what they did? They threw his ass under the bus and they tried to get him out of their own college. Tried to get him out of their own college. Because of how corrupt their players were. Because of how corrupt their own coaches were. Let me take a swig. Let's continue forward. The new court filing says the following incident occurred on March 26th. This is the big alleged abuse. uh, This is the big abuse happening or uh, situation, abusive situation. Humphreys was awakened by Parsons throwing water on him in the Morgan Academic Center and responded by throwing a bottle of Gatorade back. Parsons then punched Humphreys in the face with a closed fist, grabbed hold of his neck, and began choking him. This is this incident that I was talking about where he brandishes the knife. The complaint says, no, excuse me, the filing says, the filing claim, fearful he would be unable to defend himself, because again, if you, if you, you know, have seen Micah Parsons, he's a gigantic fucking human being, 
Fearful he would be unable to defend himself, Humphreys brandished a knife. The complaint says neither player suffered substantial damage. Humphreys says he told Franklin about the incident. This is the assistant head coach that said boys will be boys. And then once Humphreys brandishes a knife, this guy goes into full pussy bitch behavior. I can't stand adults like this that act like absolute bitches to cover their fucking asses that have no fucking testicles. But then when somebody wants to be hard, brandishes a fucking knife, he wants to go into his turtle shell fucking pussy ass bitch dick self and says, don't brandish a knife. You should have taken your beating like a bitch. And I swear to God, if this Franklin guy was in front of my face, I'd fucking strangle him out. It irks me to see a guy like this that talks shit that does that is such a fucking pussy that won't report abuse to the AD to the head coach to hell even the police tries to get him up get him out tries to have a medical retirement denies him medical treatment for anxiety and narcolepsy all because they want to win some football games you're in college buddy you're not in the professionals you're not good enough to ever be in the professionals you sick minded human being it's how players die on the football field because they're dumbass meathead junkie coked up probably head coaches and assistant fucking coaches that care more about their damn resumes because they're underachieving fat slavs neanderthal weak-minded brains with brain disease because they're probably snorting way too much fucking coke this is how players die. And this pussy bitch, when Humphreys comes to him and asks him for help, he fucking pulls a dumbass. Like, I, I can't even explain how dumb this guy is. This head coach, not even head coach, it's one of the assistants. It's two of the assistants. Anyways, continuing forward. Neither player suffered substantial injury. Humphrey says he told Franklin about the incident and his fear of Parsons later that day. He said the coach's response was that he expected players on his team to fist fight and take a beating rather than brandishing a knife. What's this coach's name? Franklin. Hey, Franklin, do the world a favor. Hey, Franklin, cover yourself in gasoline and light yourself on fire. The world will be a better place without you. Goodness gracious. What an absolute joke of a human being. Fails a, an 18, 19-year-old kid who has issues with anxiety and narcolepsy and is asking and begging for help because he, he knows what's going to fucking happen to him. Because he knows that he's going to get mobbed by these guys because it is very prison-like mentality. Not prison-like mentality, but it is prison-like behavior. The coaches are the guards, and once they shut off the lights, that's when you get jumped. Humphreys knew he was going to get harassed. Humphreys knew he was going to get abused. So he's asking his coach, can you fucking help me out? I'm going to get fucking abused. And his fucking bitch-ass, pussy-ass head coach that has no fucking testicles, who probably should be castrated because his children will be absolute low degenerates just like their father, said, no, I expect you to take an ass-whooping. I expect you to fight with somebody that could potentially kill you. 
Continuing forward with the article, during a meeting in the Leish building, however you say it, it's a Penn State building, with Franklin and members of his staff two days later, the coach is alleged to have told Humphreys, you should have just gotten your ass beat and not pulled a, a knife. What's this fucking fat piece? I guarantee you this fucking dipshit is fat as fuck. What is this dumbass? What is his first name? What is his first name? So I can look him up. What's his first name? I'm trying to find him right now. What's his first name? What is this loser coach's first name? So I can look him up. You know what? I don't even need his first name. I can just look up Franklin Coach Prince. I can look up Penn State Coach. What's his name? I guarantee you he's fat and overweight. Penn, Penn State Coach Franklin. I think his name is James Franklin. Is that is it seriously James Franklin? Is it seriously that fucker? No way. It's not him. If it's him, I'm going to blast him. I'm going to shoot him out of a fucking cannon in outer space. It better not be the head coach. And it better not be James Franklin. Oh my God. You fat fuck. You fat fuck James Franklin. Hey, James Franklin, you're an absolute fucking disgrace. Because it was him. It was James Franklin. You fat fuck piece of shit. That's why fucking Penn State sucks dick. Because they have a piece of shit of coach for you. You fucking degenerate piece of shit. Penn State has always sucked and you're at the root cause. Your players are coming to you asking you for fucking help and you have the audacity to say, well, no, my players are expected to get their asses beat and they're supposed to get in a fist fight. That's why you suck. That's why you should get fired and never work a day in college football again. That's why you'll never be a fucking head coach ever again. You piece of shit. Holy shit. James Franklin, he's the guy, he's the guy, he, he's the guy that everybody's like, first black quarterback, first black head coach that wins a national championship, I'm going to be the first black coach to be a fucking, uh, to be a, to win a national championship, you know what I hope you do, I hope you become the first fucking degenerate head coach that gets fired and never works another day in college football ever again. Can't even coach a Pop Warner team. I hope that's what happens to you. You sick fuck. Talks about, they want to talk about camaraderie, leadership, self-sacrifice, and brotherhood. And then they can't make sure one of their brothers is okay. That they're not going to get fucking destroyed and jumped on. absolute joke that's why Penn State always sucks dick because their players are trying to make other players suck dick what the fuck is on with that what is wrong with these fucking oh my god dude holy shit goodness gracious man (sighs) continuing forward Humphreys claimed he was punished in the form of additional workouts dubbed the Dawn Patrol, according to the court complaint. As the result of the university placing uh, Parsons on conduct probation from May 21st through December 31st, Humphreys claims Barber, Yeter Grossmatos, and Lukita orchestrated a concentrated, a concerted effort 
to ostracize him from the society of the football team, the complaint states. In an effort to overcome Penn State's contention that universities do not owe adult students a duty of care, absent exceptional circumstances not present in this case, Humphrey cites comments by James Franklin, the head coach, during the recruitment process, during the recruiting process. They include statements referring to the team as family in a promise to do his best to protect his safety and welfare and advance his academic and athletic careers. Hey, James Franklin, jump off a bridge. You fat fuck. Humphreys has said in court filings that the reason he transferred was that he was unable to defend himself against the harassment and hazing by certain players and unwilling to withstand the inaction and retaliation of the coaching staff. We already covered what the coaching staff did. They essentially had him work out. They denied him medical treatment and help. They also tried to get him once again to medically retire from the sport. He alleges in the complaint that Barber Parsons, Yeeter Gross, Matos, once again, first to second round draft pick of the Buffalo Bills. Barber Parsons, Yeeter Gross, Matos, did the following to him and certain other players, took their clothes and did not return them, told them they intended to make them their bitch because this is a prison, wrestled them down and simulating a humping action while on top of them, placed their penis in their faces while simulating ejaculation, placed their penis on and in their buttocks. Humphreys claims he, has, he was referred to as this is Jerry, in reference to former assistant coach Jerry Sandusky, once again, who was convicted of child sex abuse. Barber, a Harrisburg resident who transferred to Austin Pay this year, has in court documents likened what, what happened to Humphreys as locker room horseplay. Once again, Barber is a player that transferred, that was, um, that was a part of the um, abuse to Isaiah Humphreys. <sighs> God. You know, again, Micah Parsons at the center of this alleged, you know, this alleged systemic uh, abuse is going to be drafted. He's going to be drafted. He's going to go in the first round, and potentially he's going to be a cowboy. I'm not in love with the idea. I don't like a guy that was the root cause of another person feeling like shit. I'm not. In, I'm not in love with the idea at all. I would now. Now I'm like, if you gave me an option, Patrick Sertain, Michael Parsons, Patrick Sertain, I'll draft Nick Bolton or somebody else in the second round, or Daniel Moses. But the fact that I read that and I literally like I, I kid you not. When I read that article, literally, I was like, I don't think I want to draft Michael Parsons anymore. But I came to the conclusion that, you know. The sad reality is this is the NFL. Dudes like him are going to get drafted. And the reality is he may become a Dallas Cowboy. 
Am I ecstatic about it? Nope. Not at all. But it's unfortunately how the world works. You may not like it. I don't necessarily love it. Would I have preferred if Isaiah Humphreys had been the star at some other school and had won a national championship and had been drafted to the Dallas Cowboys and had contributed? I got a burp. Excuse me. And had contributed mightily to the Dallas Cowboys winning a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Would have loved to have had that happen. And what I... Uh, and, 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 and would I have preferred if Micah Parsons had never played another snap ever again of pro football or not even of pro football, but of college football and that James Franklin ends up in a gutter somewhere? Absolutely. Would have loved that. In fact, J- jury's out on James, uh, on James Franklin. He may end up in a gutter somewhere. He should actually end up in a gutter somewhere because of how bad Penn State uh, has been as a football program. But yeah, the world doesn't work like that. James Franklin will probably be a head coach for the Penn State, whatever they're called, for the next couple of years, and Micah Parsons is going to be a top-tier player. It's the way the world works. It's disgusting. It's terrible. But again, as I talked about and as I prefaced it, before I even started to talk about this, I said this this is the underbelly of college football. This is the other darker, disgusting side of the same coin in college football, where on the one hand, you can have Alabama class organization, class football team. You don't hear any problems out of Alabama really ever. And then you go to Penn State, loser, loser franchise, loser football team, loser head coach who's just overrated, loser, loser, loser team. What's Penn State's record? Let me just let me just reinforce the fact that Penn State are a bunch of losers. <clears throat> What's their record? What is it? Oh, they were they were four and five. It looks like this year. Well, let me look up their record since Franklin. Franklin's been the head coach since 2014. It looks like 2015. 7 and 6, 11 and 3, 11 and 2, 9 and 4, 11 and 2, 4 and 5. Loser. Loser. Has gone 500 from bowl games. Cotton Bowl, Citrus Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl, Tax Layer Bowl, and Pinstripe Bowl. He's only won half of his bowl games. Loser head coach. Listen, it's up for you to decide how you feel about Michael Parsons. Again, I think he's going to be drafted. I'm not ecstatic about it. Should he get drafted? There's a lot of things that should have happened. Isaiah Humphreys should have had his pleas be held, not held, but heard by the coaching staff, but that didn't happen. A lot of things should have happened, but they aren't. They aren't. Should Michael Parsons get drafted? No, he shouldn't, but he will. He will. Oh, God. Now I want to kind of switch over to some good football players, to some guys that do deserve 
the credit, the recognition, the hard work, the talent, the absolute just, you know, the absolute just fantastic behavior that they've, you know, done or had the poise, the integrity that they've had throughout the uh, the last couple of days. I want to talk about the um, <clears throat> the college football, uh, not the college football, the uh, Rhesus Senior Bowl that uh, that is going to take place this weekend with a bunch of fantastic football players in it, guys that absolutely deserve to be there. Micah Parsons, one of the many that does not deserve to be there at all whatsoever. I'm so glad that he opted out so that way uh, he doesn't tarnish what's going to happen this weekend. So glad that he's not there. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I was going through, let me sit down. I've been standing for over an hour. I'm not tired. I just want to look at my computer. You know, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of the, um, <clears throat> a lot of the, uh, the football players, the list got updated, like, literally the list got updated within the last, like, 24 hours, because I was, like, I was looking at the list, and then I had looked at the players that I had known were, like, confirmed on the list, and I was, like, um, okay, like, like, I, I don't see all of the players, like, I didn't see, like, I was kind of wondering if Mac Jones was going to be there, he will be there, but the list just got updated today, so I'm kind of um, I'm kind of a little bit behind on the list. Excuse me. But I kind of came away from, you know, some of the players that are here, and there's a lot of great ones here. I don't know if everyone, how many quarterbacks are there for the national? What is this? The American team? I don't know how teams get selected either because there's like. Two different teams, like Devontae Smith and Najee Harris are on the exact same team. And then Mac Jones is on another team. It's like, well, how does that work? Regardless, a um, lot of talent on both sides. Mac Jones is going to get a shot to prove what he's all about. Um, Kellen Mond is, like, there's, how many fucking, there's four quarterbacks for the, for the American team. And, like, I think... A similar amount, there's three for the national team. They all are like the worst quarter. Like it's Sam Ellinger, Ian Book, Felipe Franks out of Arkansas. And then for the, um, and that was the, uh, that was the national team. The American team, it's like Mac Jones, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, and like Kellen Mong. Like Mac Jones was an, was a Heisman Trophy candidate. But I am very excited to see this weekend. And I like like there's some guys that I I know for a fact are gonna like that are like first round draft picks. Um Devontae Smith, once again, he's playing. And again, Devontae Smith has like a broken finger or hand or something like that. So he's there. He shouldn't be there. I'm like, just no, just stop. <laughs> just what are you doing? Just stop. You don't have to be there, Devontae. He's like, I'm I'm here 24. I can be here if I want to be. And he's like, okay, all right, Devontae. So he's there. He's going to um, either play or compete or something. He was, like, suited and booted up. He was, like, you know, in a jersey. And then um, Najee Harris, of course. I have no idea why Mac Jones, Najee Harris, 
or any of these other players are there. I get maybe Mac Jones because everybody is shitting on Mac Jones for stupid reasons. But like Najee Harris, I, I don't know why those guys are there. But I'm kind of unfamiliar with the majority of the names on, um, you know, on these lists, especially with DBs, man. I am super unfamiliar with some of the DBs. But I knew like some of the offensive linemen and things of that nature. But I was watching a little bit of their practice today on the NFL Network. I get that it's like one practice and that it's, you know, a ball game and it's the senior bowl and it's like all that good stuff. I saw dudes that I had like, I saw this guy, what's his name out of UCLA? There's this wide receiver out of UCLA that was destroyed. Like, like not, it wasn't even just like one guy. It was a whole bunch of different guys. Okay. He's not on the list. I don't, I don't have him. The, they haven't updated the, again, they haven't updated the list. So I'm not necessarily going to have like all of the players that I want. Like right now, like, yeah, I don't, I don't have the, the guy out of UCLA, UCLA, excuse me. There is this, oh, he may have been a running back. He may have been like, here he is, here he is. I think, yeah, it's Felton. Demetric Felton. This guy, he was a running back, but he was running routes like a wide receiver. And this guy was fucking tearing up these DBs that they had out there against him. And then there is this other wide receiver out of Wake Forest. I forgot his name. What is it? It may, it wasn't Sage Sherrod. I think it was somebody else. I can't remember, but I was watching like a little bit of the practices, man. Dude, holy shit. I got to take off my glasses for this and like wipe my eyes. These DBs, they had really, really bad reps. Like, I mean, there are times where DBs were holding on to the wideouts for like the entirety of the route. And and it wasn't just like one or two guys. It was like every single guy there. Like dudes were holding on to wide receivers. Wide receivers were still winning the routes. There were wide receivers that, I mean, essentially off the line of scrimmage, just off the jump, just beat the DB, just easily, easily beat them. There were other times where, like, um, where, like, like it's it's hard to explain just how badly the DBs were. And I watched like 20 minutes of this. I got a burp. It's hard to explain just how badly the DBs were getting beaten on these plays. And I get it. You know, it's the it's the senior bowl and all that good stuff. And, you know, there's how many how many senior bowl commits? Can I see that list? Their website kind of sucks, but senior bowl list. Um I mean, I have the rosters, but... Oh, accepted invites. Oh, God. Is it by college? I don't know. I think it's by name. Oh, no. they're, They're doing it by position and then by college. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and I don't even think this list is like 100% accurate. I don't know how they categorize this stuff. They don't do it by name or by school. 
Do they do it by... No, they don't do it by name. I don't know how they fucking... It's like they just dump all of their players, <clears throat> all their player names into this. Sorry about that. In fact, it may have been Sage Sherratt, the Wake Forest, because he's like the only guy that I see now. But yeah, like it was, it was really, really, really bad. How, like how bad the wide receivers were beating the DBs. Like it wasn't, it wasn't close. And it wasn't like, like there were times where the ball would, like there were incompletions. There were definitely incompletions. But the wide receiver had beaten the DB on the route. And I was like, that's like, yeah, it's an incompletion. And yeah, he didn't catch the ball, but he didn't lose. He, he won the route. And they had created, it wasn't like they had, <clears throat> it wasn't like they had created like, you know, a yard or two of separation. I mean, this was like four or five yards, man. It was, it was an absolute just, ass whooping of epic proportions for like 20 minutes straight. And I was like, I, I started to say like, really like over and over again, I'm like, nobody's going to stop them. And granted, Sertain isn't there. Patrick Sertain is not there <clears throat> um, at the senior bowl right now. And I get that the senior bowl isn't necessarily the end all be all and things of that nature for the draft, but holy shit, man. Were so many wide receivers just beating the shit out of those DBs. Like it was, it was, it, it, it just, it wasn't, they weren't fucking close, man. They weren't fucking close. They weren't close to, close to cover. They, they weren't close to covering them. Oh God. So I kind of like, I kind of pretend, not pretended, but I was like, you know, let me kind of look up some of the players that I'm interested in looking at. And that, like, I'm going into this blank, man. I'm going into this blank. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have this game recorded. I'm going to be like, you know what? Players there impress me. I'm going to learn a lot by other, you know, other people that do a lot of hard work around mock drafts and I'll read a whole bunch and I'll study a whole bunch. And I'll come up with my own opinions and things of that nature as well. But for the most part, I'm interested in learning like who's going to be great and who's not going to be great. Who's that cornerback for Georgia? It was one of the Georgia corners. It was DJ Daniel. Is he like one of the top corners? He better not be. Because that guy was getting fucking smoked today. Oh my God. God, DJ Daniel, I saw this, I, I saw him, I saw him today, guy was getting fucking worked, absolutely worked today, who, like, I'm on the, the Draft Network's, like, um, website, and I'm just gonna, like, look at their corners right now, that they have, Eric Stokes, okay, he's the guy, what about DJ Daniel, where is, where is he, is Eric Stokes playing? No, okay, okay. I was like, good. I was like, good. I was like, why is this guy D? Is DJ Daniel the guy that I heard? It's Eric Stokes. Excuse me. My bad. I don't think Eric Stokes is there. <clears throat> I was like, that explains why DJ Daniel was getting absolutely fucking destroyed. Okay, never mind. Like, all right. I feel a little bit better about that. 
But it's like, holy smokes, man. They're, it's going to be a bloodbath on Saturday. It is going to be a absolute bloodbath on Saturday. Because let me tell you something. There's going to be dudes, man. There's going to be dudes that are just going to get worked. Like, absolutely worked on Sunday. And there's going to be other players that aren't. But yeah, um, there isn't really a lot of, like, the, the top guys, Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain, J.C. Horn. I don't even think Eric Stokes is there. So, like, the four top corners aren't at the Senior Bowl. And then you're going to have Devontae Smith and, like, Najee Harris and Kadarius Tony. Why are they there? Kadarius Tony is there. This guy, Josh Palmer, I saw a little bit of. Yeah, this isn't, this is pretty one-sided. Like, I don't even think Quiddy Pay is there for the uh, for anyone. Nick Bolton isn't there. Like, all, you know what? You know, you know what, what this is going to be? This is going to be super one-sided to the offenses because there's not going to be a whole lot of, um, of great defensive players there. Like, Gregory Rose or Roseau isn't there. Obviously, um, Patrick Sertain isn't there, among other players and things of that nature. Like, all of the best defense Sean Wade isn't there all of the best defensive players aren't there and like all of the best offenses uh or some of the best offensive players are there now I'm looking for like Quiddy Pay yeah he's not there did he did he like again the list it's a little bit inaccurate I don't necessarily know of like I'm looking him up in the senior bowl will he play I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I got just a bunch of articles right now talking about how will he be a top 10 pick? I don't know. I don't know if he'll be there. There's like a lot of players. Like, you know what? There's going to be a lot of offensive players there that are going to destroy. And then there's going to be like other play. Like, I think it's going to, the good thing about this, this, um, this game is that players like Devonte Smith and Najee Harris aren't on the same team as Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is going to have guys like Kadarius Tony and Amari Rogers and other players. And I think he's going to have a great game on Saturday. And I can't wait for him to shut everybody up because everybody is downplaying the whole, like, like, everybody is downplaying how, like, important pocket passing is and how important it is or how important it can be and things of that nature. And they're like, we don't want pocket passers. We want mobile quarterbacks. And it's like, oh, God. Missing the point. But, yeah, Mac Jones. Cannot wait to see him play among other players. They have four quarterbacks. I would play all four of them all four quarters the American team, right? The American team has four quarterbacks. Again, Mac Jones, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond. I would pay Ma- I would play Mac Jones and Kyle Trask in the first quarter. Second, third can go to the Wake Forest and AM quarterbacks as well. And then you have three quarterbacks and it just depends on how you want to split them up. Ian Book is probably the best out of the three with Sam Ellinger, Ian Book, and Felipe Franks being the three quarterbacks for uh, the national team. 
how does that work exactly? National versus American. National being like, because technically Devontae Smith is from Louisiana. I don't, I don't get it. You can't do North versus South because that wouldn't, that wouldn't be fair at all. Because it's like all the best players are from the, <laughs> from the South. But, um, you know, like, but um, yeah, like it should be an entertaining game. Um, is there any good defensive players on the American team? No. <laughs> However, this shouldn't be close. the 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 national team should win. Should lose. The American team should win. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Sam Ellinger and Ian Book play because those two guys, I think, could be NFL players and NFL quarterbacks or at least backups more specifically than not. But we'll see. We'll see. Again, you know, I'm going into this, you know, pretty, um, pretty loose, you know, pretty, you know, uneducated. And I'm looking forward to become highly educated on some of these players. You know, in the next, what is it, five days? Cannot wait. Should be a good game. I don't really know who I'm excited to see because I've seen all of the, I've seen all of the name brand players. Like I've seen, I mean, we, we, we've talked about at nauseum, the Alabama players. Uh, I've seen Trask. I've seen Ellinger play a substantial amount, you know? So I don't really need to see all of these other players play. I just need to, like, understand who's going to be, you know, the shot in the dark here. The guy that, you know, everybody is going to maybe potentially miss out on. And it's hard to see and predict and stuff like that. But considering, like, how awesome some of these players have been, some of these offensive players have been, I, you know who I kind of want to see? I kind of want to see Michael Carter, the running back out of um, out of North Carolina. I can't remember which one had, like, 900 yards I can just look it up North Carolina running backs but I can't remember who is it actually I have the mock draft networks board right now who is it it's Javante Williams who has like the 900 yards who has like 900 yards and nine touchdown Michael Carter is like the other guy that has uh, 900 yards as well but not as many touchdowns so I'm excited to see him play because right now they have him projected as like a third round pick and um, Javante Williams is like a first he's not playing by the way as well but, you know, we'll see what happens. See what happens with these absolutely fantastic players. Anything else? Anything else? About these teams? I do not think so. Again, super excited to see them play. But, you know, like four or five days away from seeing them play. Anything else? Nah, we can exit out of this. I got bigger fish to fry. So, <clears throat> when was this article made? I'm on this other site. I have like two CBS sites opened up. The site has like, where's Javante Williams? Oh, God. <laughs> they don't even have him as like a top... I'm like, I'm on CBS Sports and I'm like reading one of their, um, one of their like player rankings and prospect rankings and stuff like that. And then I'm like trying to like, frick's sake, I'm trying to like read the, the article isn't like giving me 
where they are or not where they are. Okay. Javante Williams isn't even like a first or he's not even in the, like the top 100. He's a hundred. When, when, when one's, when was this written? When was this done? There's no way this can still be done today. I don't know. Regardless, um, I got this article pulled up today. Not even today, but this was like a couple of days ago. I'm doing some cleaning of my tabs. I had like a obnoxious amount of tabs open. Some of them from like looking at them right now. Some of them from like last week too, man. <clears throat> I have this tab open about the Texans, right? And I said, you know, I'm tired of talking about the Texans. I'm tired of talking about Deshaun Watson. There's really, like, I I think he could be traded, but I haven't seen, like, enough evidence by the Houston Texans um, to trade him. And he himself hasn't said that he wants to be traded and things of that nature. There have been signs and hints in the back, but there hasn't been, like, anything official. Like, by the, in the back, excuse me, I mean, like, you know, like, kind of, um, not in the back. What's the word? Not in the back. Like, you know, there's been things that have been leaked and, like, rumored and stuff like that, but there's nothing been, like, official. Let me, go, like, check out his Twitter to see if he hasn't, like, tweet, tweeted out anything, like, cryptic and shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, he's, like... He's been like tweet. He's been like retweeting out stuff. You know, it's not really been like he's been cryptic or anything like that. But it's been like holy shit. And then it's like I'm I'm like on his timeline right now. They're like all and I'm like looking at his ratios right. His ratios skyrocket when he's like, when he's suspecting. He's like, uh, like the I was on two, then I took it to ten. Has like one hundred and fourteen thousand likes. It's like, all right. <laughs> Hold on. There's probably nothing here. I'm just doing this for like entertainment and not really. <clears throat> and not really doing anything. Yeah, I tweeted about Dwayne Haskins going to Pittsburgh. Same thing. I don't care about Haskins. He's done to me. You know, it, unless he proves something, we're going to see. Oh, I get it. He tweeted out this promo for the, um, what was this? For the Pro Bowl, because they're going to have the Pro Bowl, like, online and stuff like that. So they're just, like, the prep, so they're showing like the players like setting up. I didn't know like Kyler Murray has like a full on like stream setup, like in his house in Arizona. Like he has like what what's one of those like really expensive microphones? Like he has like one of those like really really like 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 it's the microphones that Joe Rogan uses, right? It's like one of those. He even has like a high end laptop or not a laptop but a PC, a gaming chair, a rug. Like an L-shaped desk. I have an L-shaped desk, which I hate. I gotta like. I gotta. I, I gotta build my own shit. I gotta build my own desk. But um, yeah. Like he even has the same microphone stand that I have as well, which is awesome. But yeah, he has like that. Like that's a legitimate streaming setup. He doesn't have time to stream. Kyler Murray's a football player. 
And then he, I say, like, he has an Xbox One X too, or an Xbox Series X, the new console. He has that as well. Anyways, sorry, going back to Deshaun. Wow, I have a lot of, a lot of articles. I have to. We have. We're gonna get through a lot of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of stuff. I haven't even talked about Stafford yet. Goodness gracious. Should I split this podcast into two? I probably will have to because of how much stuff I have to cover. But we'll keep it trucking. We'll keep it going on. We'll talk about Watson. So Deshaun Watson, right? Actually, we'll, we I got a burp. Excuse me. So Deshaun Watson, let me write this down because we will split this up into two podcasts and we'll end with like Watson and potentially something else. Hold on, Aaron, not Aaron. We still need to talk about the Bills and the Chiefs. Because I have not talked about that game at all. Bills versus Chiefs. So, Deshaun Watson, I got this um, article. When was this article written? I have not refreshed this page in a very long time. This was written, oh, this was written yesterday? Really? Feels like I had this, this article linked on my computer for like days not just on tuesday but like you know for like days so deshaun watson apparently the jets are the um are the team he wants to go to the most the jets have arisen and arised as his number one team um preferably speaking you know not a big jets guy not a big jets fan I kind of laughed at the thought of, like, the Jets potentially getting Deshaun Watson. And, uh, not necessarily laughing that much anymore. All right. But, um, Watson, that's where he wants to go. I hate that for him. But that's where he, that's where he prefers to go. And the Jets, they definitely have the cachet. Uh, when it comes to draft stock for Deshaun Watson and the Jets, I mean, they need players and they need picks. What's their cap? They can probably afford him if they work with him probably a little bit. I would just extend him again, to be honest with you. I would like add money onto the contract or add years to the contract and give him like more money. That's how I would maybe manage his contract. So it's like you're quadrupling down on Deshaun because you're probably going to have to give him, give up like a bunch of picks for Deshaun Watson. But at the same token, it's like, you know, his contract becomes a lot more manageable. How much do they have in cap space? <clears throat> like 63 million. So yeah, they have more than enough money. And really and truly, like Sam Darnold, his cap number was like, the cool thing about what you can do Here's what you can do if you're the Jets. You can just offload Sam Darnold as well. You can say, bye, Sam. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You can offload Sam Darnold to free up some space on your cap. Uh, he's like $9 million this year. He's probably going to be how much more money next year, 2021? He's going to be like $9 million again next year. Get rid of him. Why not? It'll save you like $9 million. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It'll save you $9 million. You may want to get rid of him. But, you know, they have $63 million against the cap. Well, not against the cap, but, you know, in free space, 
Deshaun's contract, I don't know what it's going to be structure-wise next year, but it's probably going to be pretty manageable. Yeah, it's going to be $15 million. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's it, they just extended him with the rookie contract and then added on the $40 million-plus contract, and then it's like, it is what it is. Hey, Dallas, are you taking note of how to structure your contracts? I'm just saying. Shitty way of moving money around. But yeah, the Jets can afford him. Jets can pay for him. Uh, and he's not hes not a lot. He's $15 million this year. Like, he's not a lot of money. Out of $63 million, he's not a lot of money. So you can then get rid of him, him being Sam Darnold, and then trade for, uh, for Deshaun Watson. And you can even package Sam Darnold in the trade and be like, here, you can have Sam Darnold for free. Why the fuck not? That'd be great. And then you can start your career with Deshaun Watson. Do I like that he wants to go to the Jets? No, of course not. I hate the Jets. I think the Jets are one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think they're one of the worst organizations in the NFL. And as much as I like Robert Sala as a coaching candidate, that he is just that, a candidate. And a lot can happen between now and when he actually starts to play or when he actually starts coaching um, sometime in like January or not January, Jesus Christ, uh, August and uh, not August, September, excuse me, when they actually start playing games again. Like huge fucking difference between now and then, obviously. So when it comes to the Houston Texans, yeah, I, like I think the Houston Texans, they – they they probably depending on how they depending on who they get. I'm, I won't say they need to trade away Deshaun Watson, but it definitely depends on who they get um, as head coach. Like you're hearing right now that they're interviewing Leslie Frazier, for example. Leslie Frazier is the Bills' defensive coordinator. He's a Tony like some of the guys that they've interviewed are Tony Dungy guys which kind of irks me a little bit because they're getting job interviews because they know Tony Dungy and not because they're actually good coaching candidates. Like, I think Lincoln Riley, for example, should be the guy that most teams are interviewing, in my opinion. But, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. So, Jim Caldwell, Leslie Frazier, they're Tony Dungy guys. They get job interviews. I'm not a big fan of it, and um, now you have, I think today, Leslie Frazier going in for a second interview, and Jim Caldwell, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think, or is Jim Caldwell being interviewed tomorrow? As I'm scrolling through Ian Rappaport's <clears throat> timeline here, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, apparently, Leslie Frazier is going to be interviewed today. Technically, he was interviewed today. And then David Culley, the wide receiver coach slash assistant head coach, is being interviewed in the next couple of days. And these two guys are guys that are getting second interviews, which I think is really, really fucking important. Um, These aren't guys that got first in it. These aren't their first, these are their second interviews. And, um, I just, I, I, good God, man. (laughs) I'm like, good God, man. Like stop with the second interviews. I feel like, 
I feel like either what they're going to have to do and what they're probably going to be pressured to do. Maybe Casario bends to Deshaun Watson and maybe they hire Eric Bieniemy. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But, like, they interviewed Josh McCown. Like, like they interviewed McCown. Like, how is that good? That's not a good interview. They interviewed McCown, bro. And then they're, they're going to interview the Ravens assistant head coach slash wide receiver coach? What? It's like, bro, have you seen the wide receivers? It's Hollywood Brown. It's Willie Sneed. It's like, I got a burp. Excuse me. Excuse me again. It's the sodium and like the vitamin C that makes me burp. But it's like, it's Hollywood Brown. It's Willie Sneed and like Boykin, Miles Boykin, I think that's what his name is. Like, they don't know how to use their wide receivers and the wide receivers that they do have, they're not like great. Like the guy that I will not shut up about is Hollywood and they don't use him correctly. And it's like, that's who you want to interview? That's who you want to give a second interview to? And again, somebody has got to explain this second interview thing to me. Like, I get it. You don't, like, interview for a job and then get the job. But it's like, and I get it that a lot of it is happening over Zoom and stuff like that. But how do you not, like, formulate a, a good, like, picture of who you're interviewing? Or an informed picture of who you're interviewing. Like, that's one of the things I just, like... I'm like, really? I just rug my shoulder. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But Sean Watson has gone essentially zero dark 30. He is irked, as I would be if I was Deshaun, because I just... I don't fucking get it myself. And then you have, obviously... And then you have Deshaun, not Deshaun, you have um, the Texans. Like, I I heard they were interviewing Jim Caldwell. I was like, that's a mistake. I don't know, man. Texans, they have royally screwed up Deshaun Watson. The whole Deshaun Watson deal and things of that nature. They have royally, unabashedly screwed up this whole, like, scene with Watson. Because the reality is, um, they needed to fucking get him. They needed to get him a dude that they wanted to get him. Again, the problem, not that they wanted to get him, that he, that he wanted. And again, the problem with, a lot of people are talking about, well, you can't tell a guy. There's a lot of broken promises in the NFL. There is. But the issue that I have is that a horrible, terrible, god-awful team is not actually considering interviewing, or not even interviewing, excuse me, but like getting Deshaun Watson in the interview process. Like a lot of people, they have different opinions about it, but my opinion is, it's like, yeah, you should be involving your players in your coaching and GM decisions because you suck as an organization. If this was the Patriots, then I would be like, no, like, like let Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft do it because they're competent. But when it's, for example, the Texans, I'm like, fuck that. No, like the owner of the GM, fuck, they, they, the, the GM is a new GM and the owner is a new owner. It's like for the, uh, not for the Lions. I was thinking of the Lions, but the owner is incompetent in Cal McNair for the Texans and the GM, Nick Casario is a new GM. It's like, no, get the players involved. Players have been here long-term. And to be honest with you, they're probably going to be here long-term. Comparatively to like 
you know, Casario and all of these other players or not uh, players, excuse me, but all these other people, it's like, dude, like listen to your players. Like I don't, they're assets. Use, use them. I don't get it. Somebody needs to explain it to me, but probably somebody can. But I will say this. Um, the Texans are doing everything right. If <laughs> they're if they're trying to piss off Watson and force him to get out of Houston, and um, all these other teams have to fucking do is just sit back, relax, and enjoy the fucking show and watch as Deshaun Watson becomes available to them within the next couple of weeks. And I think that is something that can very much happen. And I, I don't, listen, I, I've talked about it for weeks, ever since essentially early January. We're now getting into like late to the end of January. But I mean, like, none of this is good for the Texans long term. Because it's just, I mean, the Texans organization has essentially been exposed as one of the dysfunctional, the most dysfunctional organizations in the league. And um, it's just, it's just bad for fucking business. Because J.J. want like, who's, the free agents that you want coming in, or not want coming in, excuse me, but the free agents that are going to come in in the next couple of weeks, really, they're all going to be dudes that are just here to collect a check. Because the Houston Texans aren't going to fucking win anything. And they're not going to be in position to fucking win anything. Because of their own fucking greed and fault and other things among other things. But I don't know, man. These Texans, man, they've really, really screwed up this. Like, how do you screw up a franchise quarterback? Like, not getting a franchise quarterback, but keeping a franchise quarterback. Can you imagine, right? Can you imagine dating a supermodel? Having her like absolutely fall in love with you. Her spoil like her being spoiled by you and you being spoiled by her because she's awesome. You want to build your life around her. And then you fucking like call her a bitch. You fucking like talk shit to her. Talk shit about her behind her back to her friends. And then you like cheat on her like four fucking times. And then you like, you know, it turns out you're a raging alcoholic and then you're a degenerate gambler, and then you, like, do math, and then it's like, and then everybody is like, oh, my God, I hope that supermodel breaks up with that slob. Like, that's the Houston Texans. They're the raging alcoholic degenerate gambler who calls the supermodel who absolutely loves, loves him, you know, uh, a bitch and stuff like that, and you like, cheats on it. Like, that's the Texans. They're just stupid. It's just like, like, like perfect fucking life. And you fucked it up. Perfect fucking like next 10 to 15 years. Fucked it up. And like the swoop of two seasons. Cause ladies and gentlemen, if this was about a head coach, if this was about hiring Casario, it, it like, it, it would have been, uh, I would have even been like, all right, Deshaun, like, like maybe reel it back. It's the fact that in the last five years now, potentially five years, they still have not given him an offensive line. They still have not given him a running back. They still have not given him 
a tight end. They still have not given him a elite defense or a average defense. They still have not given him a wide receiving core. Technically, they have, but they, they took away his best wide receiver. Oh, yeah, and they still haven't given him a competent offensive coordinator. So it's like, you know, I, I like I think he has, like everybody else, I think he has a lot of like proper grievances. Because people are, are, again, they're talking about, well, you know, it's about because the Texans lied to him. It's like, no, it's it's beyond that. It goes further than that. It's like, bro, we're not like, we're not going to compete for the next two to three years, potentially, for a Super Bowl. So it's like, you know, why would he want to stay in Texas, in Houston, when he can just be like, you know what, guys, I'm peacing out. You guys stink. You guys suck. I want to win. I want to be with a team that wins, or at least I want to be on a team with a team that actually, like, is making proper moves to fucking win, and we'll just go from there. We'll go from there. Final thing I'll talk about here today. I was going to just end on Deshaun, but then I was like, eh, maybe not. Stafford. Stafford is officially requesting a trade. Detroit made it public. Somebody made it public Saturday. And I'd seen it. And I had... um. I had essentially, I'd like, I'd what I like Stafford to me is not a top 10 quarterback. And I've constantly seen people be like, you can get a, you can get a lot of picks for him. Listen, you can probably only get a first round draft pick and something a little bit more than that. Like the reality is, and a lot of people don't want to fucking admit it. The reality is you can probably get a quarterback that in the next year to two years is going to be as good, if not better, than Stafford. Like, that's the reality of the situation. Because when I look at Stafford, right, and then I think of, like, the quarterbacks in the league, let me just pull up the NFL teams. Let me just pull it up. So... When I look at the teams... Right, and I look at the quarterbacks within the team, not the teams, excuse me. When I look at the league and I look at the teams within the league, right, we can just go down the list. Uh, I think Josh Allen is better than Stafford. I think Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert are better than Matt Stafford. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger this year was better than Stafford. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, hell, I'll even take Baker Mayfield. Because he he actually wins football games. So now we're at eight quarterbacks. And we're not even in the NFC. I think Tannehill was better. Watson obviously was better. Phillip Rivers was up and down. I won't say he's better. So now we're at ten quarterbacks. Dak is better. Russ. Jared Goff. Kyler Murray. We're at 14. Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees. And Tom Brady. Now we're at... 16, 16 quarterbacks that are better than Stafford that I would take over Stafford. 
So when you talk about like, okay, giving up a first round draft pick plus more compensation for Matt Stafford. Like I remember I was watching, I, I talked about it on Sunday. I was watching this podcast of like these guys that were talking about, you know, let's do the Amari Cooper trade. Let's get like two first round draft picks for Matt Stafford. First and foremost, Dallas only gave up one first round draft pick for Amari Cooper. Turned out to be pretty fucking uh, awesome for Amari Cooper, considering he's been one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And um, you're not getting two first round draft picks for Stafford. I wouldn't. I would, especially, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? Because I think you can't make deals and trades until like the beginning of the next league year. So that's March 17th. Shout out to St. Patrick's Day because that is my birthday. Yay, 24th birthday, St. Patrick's Day. But um, for the new league year on March 17th, that's, I think, I think that's when you can like actually make the deals done. There's like a a non-tampering like start where you can start talking to players about like trades and new deals and stuff like that. And March 17th is when they actually put things together. So it may be like, I think March 17th, when is March 17th? When is it? March 17th. Is it on a Wednesday? Or is it on a Tuesday? It should be on a Wednesday, right? Yep, it's on a Wednesday. So the new league year will be, will technically begin on March 17th, but the like the non-tampering day will begin on March 15th. So on March 15th is when teams can start like talking to other players and you'll start hearing like this player will sign with this team on Monday or Tuesday, but on Wednesday is when it will actually happen. So you probably will hear rumors about Stafford going to ex-football team and things of that nature, like, around that time period. Potentially, if he has, um, if he has, like, actual, like, an actual, like, market, which he probably will. But, you know, a lot of people are like, well, which teams could he potentially go to? Uh, A lot of people keep talking about the Niners. I don't think the Niners want him. I don't think the Niners want him. I think the Niners potentially want a guy that's, like, act, like, I think they want somebody like Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson. I don't think they want another quarterback with question marks that's potentially being overrated because they've essentially gone down that road with Jimmy Garoppolo, who is who is and was highly overrated. And so they're like, well, we don't really want to go down that road ever again. So what we're going to do is we're just going to get a guarantee. We're going to get... Deshaun Watson, we're going to get Dak Prescott, we're going to get somebody else besides Stafford, which is a pretty smart decision. But beyond, like, the Niners, like, teams like the Carolina Panthers have been thrown out. All right. I think, like, the Saints as well, again, I think they have Jameis Winston, and I think they're fine with Jameis Winston. In the sense of, I think they are, they're fine with him. Like, I think they want him, and I think they'll get him. Trying to look at other teams. Maybe the Colts, but again, same. Like, if I'm one of these teams that just... I got a burp. Excuse me. Like, if I'm one of these teams that has, like, 
a quarter like if I'm the Steelers, I'm taking another young quarterback over Stafford. I'm just like, why would I trade a quarter? Like I, I I'm just gonna have to admit, like we're probably gonna have to be in a rebuild or something like that. But I'm just taking a, another young quarterback. I'm like, we just saw Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert make terrible teams look semi-functional. So why would I ever just like try to go for something that for the last like 10 plus years has kind of been like, yeah, he's he's broken the bank on stats, but he hasn't really done anything besides that. Like he has, I think like a six and 50 something record against winning teams in the league. Like he loses a fuck ton against winning teams in the league. It's like, all right, that's kind of fucking terrible. Not to mention uh, no playoff wins. I remember, <laughs> I remember like, um, what was it? Like, I remember somebody was talking about like, um, how like, you know, like he had done a lot, you know, there's a lot of memories for Matt Stafford and things of that nature. And then it's like, and then you hear about how he, they, they then say like, you know, he didn't give us that one playoff win, but man, we had a lot of great memories of Stafford. I'm like, what memories? You losing? Like, you guys lost a lot of football games. What are you talking about? That's like, that's like being in an abusive relationship and being like, boy, we got, we had some fun times together. Like, holy shit, man. What are you doing? Oh my God. That's hilarious. We had some great times of him losing a lot. But I mean, that's, you know, I feel bad for Lions fans because it's like they've, They've been beaten into submission when it comes to, you know, to their football team and how many games they've lost. They don't even have the proper perspective on the league. They're like, man, like Stafford's a great quarterback, and then he just fucking loses all the time, man. Like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. <clears throat> Let me take a swig. Mm. So, Stafford going, where could he potentially go? What's the impact? I don't know, man. I like I I don't I don't think the pay, like it's it's going to be hard for the Lions to move off of him. Like a team is going to have to be really really fucking desperate. Like there's so many signs that point to there's so many young good young quarterbacks that you can potentially take in the draft over Stafford it's like what do you want to do do you want to lose like are you in a rebuild don't take Stafford why why would you like again you're gonna have to give up a first round draft pick plus something else and like we can do a mock draft here not even a mock draft but we can just like look at draft positions right as I go back to the mock draft network and look at like who's drafting where all right here we go so the three teams and and people keep up bringing bringing up the um the dolphins for example i don't think the dolphins are in play at all they're like we're fine with tua we won 10 games with tua and ryan fitzpatrick it's like why would we – we could potentially add another offense or a defensive weapon to our draft – or not to our draft, but to our roster instead of, for example, picking up Stafford. So it's like get Stafford – like he's not going to Miami. 
if you think he's going to, he's not going to a Miami. They can, they can pick up certain. They're not going to pick up another corner. They already have two. They could kick up. They could pick up again. Micah Parsons again. He's going to be drafted. Micah Parsons. They could pick up Devonte Smith, Jamar Chase. They get another tackle in Panea Sewell because uh, the Dolphins are drafting third overall. So the um uh, so the the uh, fricks. Okay, I'm sorry for stuttering. The uh, the Jags are drafting first overall, and the Jets are drafting second overall. So they're both going to take quarterbacks if the Jets again don't draft. You know, it not draft, but if they don't get um, Deshaun Watson. But the point is, right? Two teams in front of the Dolphins are going to be picking quarterbacks. The Dolphins are going to have a field day with whoever they want to draft later on, right? So it's like, I mean, like, who do you who do you want? If you're the if you're the Dolphins, you probably don't want another quarterback when you can just build another when you when you have two first round draft picks that you can build an entire roster around. Why would you ever want to get Stafford? And then on top of that, the same thing kind of flies with the Detroit Lions, with the Carolina Panthers, and even with the Broncos. You know what? Broncos would probably be the best place for them. That may be it. What's their cap space like? Let me take a gander. At, at, not Detroit, at Denver's. Ron's cap. Let me look at their cap. They should have enough money for them. What are they spending all of their money on? Von Miller is making $22 million. That's it right there. Joel Casey, $11 million. AJ Boyer, $13 million. Goodness gracious. You're going to have to cut some players, but you, I think he's making – I think Stafford is going to make like – how much money is he going to make? How much money? Good God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe Stafford's cheap. Good. He's making $33 million next year. They don't have enough money cap space-wise, uh, the, the Denver Broncos. But they're going to like – like, are you going to try and – like, again, it's like if I'm Denver and if I don't have the cap space, why would I trade for Stafford? You know? Why? Why would I? It's not like they're going to be in contention to win. Maybe, maybe we'll see. But it's like, well, like, just get another young quarterback. Like, start over, rebuild, maybe move some assets around. What's Von Miller's contract? How long? Because I think his contract is up, what, in the next year or two? Yeah, in 2021, he's going to, like, he, they're going to move off of him, probably, because he's going to get no guaranteed money. Really, they can move off of him this next offseason. He's going to have no guarantee. He's going to have $6 million in, dollars in guaranteed money, but. Like, you can move off of him if you want to. But after this next season, after the 2021 season, his contract is over with and it becomes a free agent. And you probably, they're probably going to move off of him. But again, the whole concept is, why would you want to have Matt Stafford on any of these football teams? If you can, get another young quarterback in the draft. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Especially, like, if I'm smart, if I'm a GM, I'm not moving any of my pieces for Stafford. None. I mean, I just, I don't see a team, man, 
that would want maybe Washington. Maybe if they, I think Washington could be the team that could potentially trade for Stafford as well. I'm just like spitballing here. I'm not really like 100% on these, you know, you know, on these things, but it's like Detroit, not Detroit, Denver. If I've been saying Detroit, like Detroit trading for for Stafford, that makes no sense. I'm going to say Denver. I apologize if I've been saying Detroit, but it's like, you know, Denver makes some sense, but they don't have the cap space for it. Washington kind of makes sense, but they probably, let's check out Washington's cap space. They need like 30 something million dollars in cap space. Here we go. Washington. What's their cap space looking like? Yeah, they have 35, so they can pay him. But like Washington makes sense. Denver makes sense. Miami doesn't make any sense to me, especially when it's like you have, you have the ability to get players to help Tua and Tua was like his touchdown interception ratio wasn't necessarily terrible it was actually pretty good for a rookie but um and and they also won 10 games but but it's like I I wouldn't trade for Stafford I wouldn't move heaven and her I I wouldn't trade a first round draft pick I would trade for like a second third rounder if I was a GM while knowing his value is like that of a first round draft pick listen he's coming into a league that's saturated with quarterbacks and we just went over it we just went over like I would literally take like 16 quarterbacks over Stafford. I would. He's not in the top 10. He's not like, he doesn't win any football games with help, without help, with bad teams, without bad teams. And yeah, the the whole, I, I, I kind of was like, I, I rolled my eyes at the pad Stafford thing until I fucking saw it myself. I was like, this guy's going off, going for like broke and going, uh, and going like gangbusters when the game is over with. I can't remember which game it was, but like he literally just like fucking popped off. And I saw it in like two consecutive games, I think last year or two, like maybe not two consecutive games, but like two of his games that I watched within like a couple of weeks where he was just down and out in like the fourth quarter. And he just like started to pop off. And I was like, holy shit. Like I could not fucking believe how like, how like, like how, my, like how how I was like like you never see it in the NFL you never see guys like intentionally padding their numbers like whenever people say it it's it's usually not true because the NFL it's it's really really hard to do that because every like it's it's a different sport from like soccer and basketball where it's pretty easy to do it but in the NFL it's really really hard to do it especially depending on which position you play but at like quarterback it's like holy fuck man like I literally saw him like sometimes be down by like three or four scores and him just like start to pop off and play like a completely different quarterback. And yeah, the defense was playing an off coverage and stuff like that. But like literally considering like night and day first through third quarter, like terrible quarterback, fourth quarter, great quarterback, great quarterback. Excuse me. Hold on. They're playing the Pat McAfee thing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So there... The NFL Network is playing the Pat McAfee show, and Aaron Rodgers is always on the show on Tuesdays. I was kind of hoping, not hoping, but I was kind of thinking that he wouldn't show up on the show, but he did. 
Hold on. Alright, so they're they're talking about Rodgers. Notice how I haven't really talked about Aaron Rodgers like leaving Green Bay. I don't think that's actually the case. I don't think he's moving off of Green Bay at all. Sorry about that. But we were talking about like Stafford potential destinations. I think I've kind of talked about it enough. Like I don't I don't think he's moving on anywhere. I think he's going to stay where he is. Or not no 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 no. I think let me rephrase that. Sorry. I think he will be moved. I don't think it's going to be for a first. I would be hard-pressed to find a team that is desperate enough to trade for Stafford for a first. And notice how, like, you've, like, notice how you've heard, like, or at least I've, I've heard teams call about Deshaun Watson. I haven't really uh, heard about people calling about Stafford. Anyways, I don't know. <clears throat> it's going to be really, really hard for them to fucking move off of Stafford, you know? To me, at least. What's his numbers? His numbers are like... I got to check his, his, his like, win-loss record. Because it is, like, really, really bad. Stafford. Win-loss record. Like, I just... Bang, bang. Like, quick, quick, quick. I hate how, like, nobody has that. Oh, no. Never mind. He's 74 of 90. Pro Football Reference has it. But it wasn't, like, my first link. He has a 64, 62% completion percentage, which is, like, it's, like, it's it's above average. It's, like, 45,000 yards, 282 touchdowns, 144 interceptions. So, that's, like... That's like a two two to one touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. How many he's been in the league for ten years, right? Or twelve or sixteen? Wait, how many years has he been in the league? Since two thousand nine, so eleven years? Listen, he he's he's gonna have fantastic numbers. His numbers are gonna be they're gonna be shattered. They're they're going to be shattered by Mahomes. By Watson, Allen, and Dak. And then coming down the pipeline is going to be like Justin Herbert and like Joe Burrow that's going to potentially shatter his numbers as well. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Kind of looking at his numbers right now. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't know about this. I don't know about this at all. Like I'm looking at some of his numbers and if I was if I was a <clears throat> if I was a team or if I was a GM man like his losses are his losses are against like the teams that you would expect. There's other games where it's like, you know, it's kind of a surprise that he would won. Like, he played his ass off against the Cardinals. I don't know, man. I don't know if he was hurt as well. Like, some of these numbers. He had such an up and down year, though, too. Is this every year? 
Like, he has some games, for example, like against Minnesota, where he has like, where he's 23 of 32 for 70% completion percentage, but he loses the game like 20 to 34, you know? And then he goes up against Washington, destroys Washington. His numbers wise, like he had a 127.8 passer rating, 24 of 33, 72.73% completion percentage. And then he loses and gets shut out by Carolina the next week. Like what? Like, it's like I'm literally watching a roller coaster. Then he gets destroyed by the Texans on Thanksgiving. And then he loses four straight against Tennessee, Tampa, and Minnesota, which is kind of expected. His numbers are like, are like, what the fuck, man? Holy shit. I can't. I cannot believe like. How fucking weird his numbers are. I'm going. I'm going to like 2018 because 2019 he was hurt. But technically 2018 he was hurt. What about 2017? What were his numbers in 17? Yeah, it's like. It's like more of the same. Like in. In 17, he destroys, like, Arizona and then the Giants by, like, having, like, six touchdowns in two weeks and, like, one interception and having, like, over 70% completion percentage. And then he gets shredded by Atlanta 30-26. to 26, and He has 55% completion percentage. Like, when they lose, these are, like, terrible losses for Stafford. But when they win and they go up against, like, bad teams, they're, they, like, they beat up sometimes on bad teams and then they get beaten up on buy bad teams but it's like I mean like there's a game against the Saints where he had like where he was 25 of 52 48 percent completion percentage three touchdowns three interceptions it's like there's no I, I wouldn't give up a first round draft pick I'm changing my mind I wouldn't give up a first round draft pick I wouldn't this is like why like I wouldn't I wouldn't he's way too up and down I would not give up a first round draft pick for Stafford Wow. Wow. That's so weird. Like, go look at his numbers. His numbers are like, and I remember people, um, one guy was talking about DVOA, which is defense adjusted value over average, which is like a super fucking nerdy st- uh, statistic that even I don't use like ever because I can't, like, I, I got to read a little bit, uh, a, a little, a little bit about it. It's defense. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Defense adjusted value over average. But it's just a, a really, really nerdy statistic. I can't, like, I can't, I don't use it. I don't feel like I need to use it. And I don't look at it. I watch a lot of football. And I also look at a lot of statistics. But I don't, like, I don't know, man. I don't I, I don't feel like I need to use it. And I also feel like I don't need to educate myself that much about it. But I probably should. A team success based on the down and distance of each play during the season then calculates how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average. These two goals need to be balanced to determine. Okay, so that's what defense, a team success based on the down. Okay, so that's actually a pretty useful statistic. Maybe I should use it a little bit more. Right? DVOA calculates a team success based on the down and distance of each play during the season. 
then it calculates the average of the league. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I don't know. I guess I guess I could try that statistic out, I guess. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Those, I don't know. Like, Stafford and me, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up a first-rounder for him. I, especially after, like, seeing that, I'm like, that shit fucking worries the fuck out of me. Holy shit, bro. Goodness gracious. And again, it's like, <clears throat> it's the fact that he just, like, his numbers are just so fucking up and down. Why would you want that on your team, man? I get it. He's a, and and again, he's like he's he's breaking he's breaking the banks when it comes to uh to statistics and stuff like that. But he's just he doesn't win against good teams, like ever. I don't know, man. And then his numbers are just bad. I don't know. Stafford is, he's a Rubik's Cube that I just solved. <laughs> and I can fucking solve Rubik's Cubes in like 30 seconds. Where's my Rubik's Cube? I'm not, here it is. I'm not even joking to you about it. I have a, if you're a speed cuber, you're going to appreciate this. I have a cubicle Gans 3568 speed cube. It's from, what is it? The pro shop, the cubicle pro shop. It's like, three or four years old it still turns really really well i can solve a cube in like 40 seconds it's not very fast if you're a speed cuber but if you're a speed cubing nerd like i was like a couple of years ago you kind of are like oh holy shit like that's it's pretty okay like he kind of knows this shit all right anyways um play my music i'll be back in a couple of days nope I'm going to be back tomorrow. I have another podcast to cast. I kind of dropped the ball this week. We're going to be having, uh, like, what is it, three podcasts? I am not. I think I may take Friday off, and then we'll come back Saturday to cast the Reese's Senior Bowl. And that should be a whole lot of fun. I got a burp. Excuse me. Cast the Reese's Senior Bowl. I'm going to cast... I think that's it. Yeah, just the Reese's Senior Bowl, and then we're going to peace out after that. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun in the next couple of days. Amazing. Not amazing. Um, what's the Spider-Man game? Miles Morales. We're going to be playing that on the podcast. Where Then we're going to be looking at, uh, like I already gave the podcast. We will be back tomorrow and Thursday. I dropped the ball. Great podcast coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Right here, 24's Podcast. By the way, if you like the podcast, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast. You can find my podcast, Only Wars Podcast. Links will always be in the description. All right. I'm peacing out. I'll say goodbye. I've held you for long enough. Two and a half hour long podcast. I didn't even talk about the Bills and the Chiefs. I got to talk about them tomorrow. Tune in. Tomorrow. For more. That was a terrible fate. I hit it way too. I I freaking like did this and then I like I gotta I'm trying to properly fade it in. My bad. Fade me out. 24 o'clock.